1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: 971 FM Talk Podcast.
3: You're listening to Right at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Orris. Good Saturday afternoon and welcome to Right at Home with Rich. I'm your host, Rich Orris. My guest today is Mosby designer, Laura Powderly. We're going to be talking kitchens. Oh, We can talk about, Pull and replace, semi-custom replacements, full design build replacements. We can talk about all sorts of things, everything kitchen for you today. As always, though, I will have my On the Road with Rich segment and my hack. Every week, you don't want to miss out on those. So let's just kick things off and get things started right away. How are you doing today, Laura?
0: I'm great. How are you?
3: I am wonderful, wonderful. Hey, I did want to start out, though, again... um, with the limited time i wanted to kind of go over our mosby event that we Mm -hmm. do every year for um, christmas to help out and everything so we have our stuff the truck event coming up here actually next saturday the 17th so time is running out Um, but you can come by our kirkwood studio between 9 a.m. and noon and uh, drop off a, a toy, an unwrapped new toy, some clothes, art supplies, books, gifts, anything unwrapped. Great contributions. We're, uh, we're doing this for uh, our little haven this year. So great charity to help out and everything. And, and we love helping out. We'll have some cookies and hot chocolate and all that fun stuff. Coffee. um if you bring a gift and everything, you can get your picture taken with Santa. Mm. Um, you can also go online and schedule that time if you want, kind of like in half hour blocks of when you think you'll be here and be scheduled for that picture with Santa. And, you know, last week I told everybody, hey, if, if one of us is coming out to your house, if you're going to see us, if you're having a measuring photo or if our consultant's coming out, we're visiting, grab a toy, give it to us. Just the other day, I had one of my clients, I stopped by to get some measurements and look at some things that were doing a design, and she gave me three unwrapped gifts. It was so awesome, and it feels so good. So, Lynn, thanks for that. I want to shout out <laughs> for you. Perfect opportunity. And for anybody else. Yeah, if you're seeing us, just grab a toy or two, and yeah. you know we can bring it in, and then you don't have to come out on that Saturday and everything. So, so Laura, let's—
0: cookies. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're going to want some of them. I did want to ask you, though, with with all this in mind, do you have any what, you know, traditions that you do with your family for mm, Christmas? Yes. Stuff like that.
0: So we always get a real tree from Ted Drew's and get ice cream. So we're actually doing that this Saturday. Nice. So we can free up our next Saturday for the event. But, yeah, we always do that and let the kids pick it out and everything like that.
3: Yeah, that is a lot of fun. Uh, Man, and and, you know, it brings me back because that that really used to be not the ice cream Ted Drew's Mm -hmm. because we're we're out in the O'Fallon area, but we always picked a real tree and everything. A couple of times we actually went to a place where you cut it down yourself. Yes, I have a a friend who does
0: that and it's, I mean, I would really like to do that, but then I'm like, oh, then you got to, you got to actually cut it down. Like do I, I'm like a middle of the road commitment for the tree.
3: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is a lot of fun when you do it and everything, but you know, we've kind of lost that tradition as the kids got older and everything mm-hmm. and we're uh we're we're full on fake trees. Yep. They are there's some good ones out there that yep. you know last well, pre-lit, all that. Oh, yeah. So Storm. we love Christmas trees though. We actually have three Christmas trees in our yes. house. One is in my daughter's bedroom. Yep. She Violet it so wants much, one. My so. daughter
0: wants one in her room. Yeah. She's got like a vaulted ceiling. And I was like, <laughs> okay, we could probably make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> so kill she the get joy the of Christmas. One. I'll get you one.
3: <laughs> 12-foot tree for the bedroom. All <laughs> right. right. <laughs> cool. Well, hey, Laura, tell us um, a little bit about your background. How did you get into design? And you know, how long have you been with Mosby?
0: Yeah. So it's been about almost nine years that oh, I've been wow. with Mosby. Um, And I actually have my master's in interior design. Uh, And then I've just been doing it ever since I graduated. So it's been a bit. um, But I think I've always been, even as a child, I've been creative. My dad's an artist, so I feel it kind of runs in the family. And so is my aunt. So um, I always loved, I think like every other month I'd rearrange my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) stroke my parents nuts. But um, I've always just been into like creative and textures and colors and, and furniture and just spaces.
3: That is, yeah, that's, that's really awesome. So I'm definitely not the artist. (laughs)
0: Um,
3: My creativity is more like, how can I cut that? How can I make that shape with what tool and things like that, but not really. Yeah. I need you to create it. Right. So that I could do that end of it. You know, (laughs) it's interesting because
0: my daughter is extremely into art and very creative and very good at drawing. And I'm like, it must just be a gene or something.
3: (laughs) Yeah. For that sure. is awesome. So speaking about, you know, being creative and coming up with, you know, all these different projects and things like that, um, really, what's the most challenging part of what you do?
0: You know, creativity takes time. And I honestly feel like, especially in this stage in the industry right now um, and where we are in life, time. you know, whether it's product lead times or making sure that you have everything just right, you know, it takes time to get it all figured out. Um, up front to get a cohesive plan together so that you have a plan before you swing the first hammer to start the planning process early would yeah. be the, the biggest thing I could tell anyone to do it's just because it takes time to get it right.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and with um, <clears throat> you know labor shortages and mm-hmm. all of that, um, and, and, and people, this is real too. This isn't like, we're not just talking about right. things like this. Um, I, I know earlier in the year I did a story on electricians that, you know, across the entire United States, for all 50 states, they're hiring 2,000 electricians mm-hmm. a month mm-hmm. to try and replace 5,000 electricians yep. a month that are retiring.
0: Yes. At so many.
3: We're going backwards. Yes.
0: People getting into the industry, it, working with your hands, is it's getting less and less and doing the trades. And so, Yeah.
3: Charge. Yeah. And I've heard like the Carpenters Union has literally cut the apprenticeship program time in half. Oh, I bet. We're talking about time. You know, how do yep. you get them there quicker? I'm like, oh, man. OK, will they be there? You know, <laughs> yeah. All <laughs>
0: right.
2: You
3: got a lot to learn. People, right. you know, like um, in, in hands on experience in in the building end, you know, really does mean a lot. And so when you cut Absolutely. that in half. And you say they're there, like they may be there by the book, but I do question how much are they there? Yeah. But when you just need the workers, they're like, all right, how do we get them there? How do we pay them more? Right. How do we keep them?
0: Keep the quality you know, of work. You know, all of that yeah. stuff. I've also it's heard hard. that
3: some of them pay like a, a session above scale, like from where they're even at,
1: mm. just to keep them
3: in that company, you know? And, yeah. and so labor rates are going up and, you know, all that stuff is is, is happening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, get on your job soon, get yep. on them early, plan them out. Um, you know, it, it takes a little more time, but it's it's worth the wait and you get it right. And, yep. you know, through our process and all that. So so what do you really love about, you know, working with your clients and, and designing these projects for your clients?
0: I think for me, um, I get it, personally, I get bored easy. So every client is unique in their wants and needs. So for me, it's a great change of pace. Every day is different. I'm not doing the same exact thing every single day because every project and every client is so different. So I like that it keeps me on my feet.
3: You know, I've, I've kind of had that same that same look from the building end mm-hmm. of, and, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why I really came to love love it here at Mosby Building Arts. Coming from the field, we do so many different things. You know, like I was, I was hired years and years ago for new construction building houses and it's Mm -hmm. like man those places they've got like five models and you know i even saw you know i talked with some of the guys that were like oh yeah we just pull the plan out of the truck and look at the name of it
0: do it in your sleep
3: and and throw it back in the truck and go okay we're building the heritage right you know i'm like Sweet, that's what yeah. I want to be doing, and and some of them, you know, sp- even split up the crews as like floor framing, wall framing, mm-hmm. truss framing, you know, roof and that, and it's like, oh my gosh, so, gosh, talk about repetitive. Like, yes. imagine designing yep. the same bathroom day after day. You yep. know, like you're like, oh, the let's let's go with blue this time. Yeah, right. you know, I think
0: most creative people need that that change of pace, and <clears throat> yeah,
3: yeah. So I always love to hear because boy, I could. Have my outside expertise i could build a bathroom i could remodel mm-hmm. a kitchen you could do a whole house you could do just some of the outside yep. window you know so all those different you know trades we, we design through and build through everything about the whole thing so you know it's it's really great and it's really it's really fun so um so what do you like most about mosby building arts that's kind of Kind of like, obviously, I just said what I like. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you like so much about it that's kept you here?
0: I think one of the things that's unique about Mosby and one of the things I like the most is the deep connection and relationship, kind of how you mentioned how you were in the field at Mosby, between the design department and the field department. Knowing that we're all a team and we can work together through a design. I remember Scott always used to say we're a deep bench of knowledge. So it's if there's something that I'm— second guessing or questioning, I know there's someone in the office that can help me with it and I can learn something new. And I think just having that, being able to rely on our field employees within house is, is a huge benefit to me.
3: Yeah, no. And I think, um, I've, I've talked to that with people all the time about, you know, when I was in the field coming in and running jobs and, and things like that. And, you know, I remember a job one time, We were building a room addition, and and the inspector looked at the framing and said, What size bolts are supposed to be in that (laughs) header? You know, it doesn't say. And we were like, Hmm, yeah, I don't know. We would, you know, so they literally had to go back, get with the architect, Mm -hmm. the engineer. It took us a week to figure out what size bolts we needed. So that we can pass right. that framing inspection, and I'm like, man, I can just walk in our office and go,
0: yep. "Hey, Arthur, call. yep, you know, like,
3: <laughs> what do we do here? What needs to happen? I need to know what size, and probably have an answer that afternoon. Yep, you know, and just keep things moving, it's
0: efficient, keep things for sure. going
3: <laughs> forward, um, <clears throat> you know, and it really um, kind of brings me right into my on the road with Rich segment as far as. Um, you know, being able to do more than one thing, because like just about a week or so ago, I was at a client's house and they're they're having, they're, they're having some issues with their big walkout atrium windows. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like three stories high, and oh. they've been leaking for years and having all these problems. And they had it, they had the windows changed, they had it recited, they did all this, and they're actually currently having their kitchen and bathroom remodeled by another company. And, mm-hmm. and that company said, oh, we can fix that. And it's uh-huh. like So then they started looking into it. They cut out some drywall on the inside. They brought out an engineer. They started talking about all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, I think the company wised up and said, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. You know, like we're going to be putting <laughs> yeah. steel plates and doing and, and we're, you know, and it's a kitchen and bath place. Right. And I'm like, that was probably a really safe bet they did back in office of you know and, and yeah. so having you know a company that can do that and and the other things and everything when you get into moving a window changing things you know we can do all of that along with that kitchen remodel or you know anything else so it's just a great thing to to be able to do and have and, and get through these projects so you're not you know, you can be happy with one company. It's really cool.
0: Right. Sense so, of efficiencies there too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So thinking of the different projects and stuff, what is your favorite type of remodeling project to work on? <sighs> and you don't have to answer yeah. kitchens, we'll talk about kitchens. It's, it's
0: interesting because I do feel like custom kitchens are my favorite only because I feel like you can do the most with it. Um, the sky's kind of the limit with kitchens. And there's so many things that go into it, so many details and factors. It is a lot to figure out. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of details. Um, But you can do some really cool things with it. Some really custom hoods I've seen lately. A lot of things where you have to go to the drawing board and getting, you know, talk to manufacturers and get custom drawings done. And so I think I love being able to do something new and fun. And kitchens is a good spot to do that in.
3: Yeah, there is a lot of different things that you can do Mm -hmm. in the kitchen. It's really kind of cool. You guys, all of our designers here at Mosby, never cease to amaze me once we get into things. Because I'm talking to people up front, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we could really thin those cabinets on this wall and create Uh some space and do this. And I've learned so much from you guys. I feel like I come up with these really great ideas right until you actually do the design. And then I'm like... (laughs) Oh, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think of that. That is totally awesome. How did you do, you know, and so it's, it's fun for me to work with you guys and learn from you guys and see all the different things and, and all of that. So it's really, it's really, really cool. you know, um, so I appreciate the help with all of that too, that you support me and everybody else, but Hey, we got to get into our first break here, but we got my hack when we come back and let's start getting into some of this, uh, kitchen details stuff that we do. We'll be right back.
2: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: And now, here's Rich's Right at Home Hack. All right, guys, we are back. Time for Rich's Hack. Got a super simple one this year. Hopefully, it'll help everybody. But, you know, with Christmas right around the corner, I thought, you know, I could share some of my Christmas storage Light ideas. And so storing your Christmas lights is so simple, so easy. The easiest thing to do is just, you know, cut a piece of cardboard kind of in a rectangle. Um, old shipping boxes, you know, we're getting so much stuff from Amazon. <laughs> Recycling cardboard is a great thing to do. So just cut, you know, cut a little piece out of the box, put a little slit at each end, and you can, you know, put the wire on those Christmas lights in the slit, wrap it around put it on the other end. Now you want to make sure you do it in the right direction so that when you take it off you got, you know, the plug first and you're working your way around. So make sure you wrap it in the right direction so when you take it off it works for you, but it's super simple to do. You can do the exact same thing with a cardboard tube at each end. Cut a little slit, wrap it around the tube so all your you know, napkins and stuff, all those paper towels. You can save those tubes and store your Christmas lights with them. Easy, super simple, and recycles cardboard. So I hope that uh, helps everybody out and gets them thinking about what to do with those Amazon boxes this year. Um, Remember, you can search me on Facebook, um, Rich Oris Mosby, or my LinkedIn. You can hear these hacks every single week. And on Facebook, again, you want to post a question about your house there, we can answer that on the following week's show. So post away your questions for us. Um, But for now, let's get into some of this, you know, kitchen kitchen stuff with you, Laura here. I'm so excited to go over this with you and um, really uh, hopefully set the stage for what people can do in their kitchens and things like that. So I thought we'd start off just kind of with you know, the different types of remodels, kind of your pull and replace, Mm -hmm. semi-custom, full custom. Can you kind of just explain for everybody the difference between those types?
0: Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of it, I like to always say, You know least amount of surgery to the most amount of surgery (laughs) Um, so like for example our process for the right kitchen um, that's going to be more or less a pull and replace kitchen you're typically Mm -hmm. not moving any major walls that require any engineering you're putting typically cabinets and appliances remotely back in the same general location you're not doing a bunch of surgery to the space Um, A step up from that would be more of a semi-custom kitchen. Um, It's usually a rework of the layout a little bit. You can remove a load-bearing wall, but you're not involving um, massive changes to the space. It also can be considered a more standard level of selections. Um, You can have some custom stuff in there, but it's a little middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. And then the the Rolls Royce, I would say, of would be more of um part of our design build program. It's it's a fully custom. I mean, sky's sky's the limit, um to an extent, <laughs> but you can totally sure. rework the space. Um, maybe a possible addition is in the cards. Uh, moving appliances clear across the room, which then also can trigger, you know, gas lines more than just electric. Um, you know, extremely custom selections that, you know, have a, a crazy lead time that's hand painted, handcrafted. Um, all of that can add to your investment level. So it, it, the fully custom is kind of anything and everything.
3: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the kitchen sink. <laughs> Yeah, and, and there's so many, you know, stages and, and simpler things that people can do mm-hmm. just to, you know, make this space better, more appealing, that sort of thing. Um, I, I saw some things about, you know, like how many people do what parts and pieces of kitchens mm-hmm. and you Know basically 91% of people that do any work in their kitchen change their countertops. That's yep. like the biggest first thing, yep. You know, because there is you can maybe your cabinets are good enough, maybe you can paint right. them, maybe you know, there's right. all sorts of different ways to get through some of that. But of course, following right behind that is 86% of people go into their backsplash tile, mm-hmm. and then 84 have the sinks, you know, because which. Makes sense because when right. you do, when you go from, you know, Flamica countertops exactly. to, to granite or hard, you know, solid surface, you're pretty much needing yep. a sink under Mount Bowl, all of that. And which literally like describes my kitchen when we, <laughs> when we redid ours. Yep. I, I painted the cabinets, we got new countertops, sink, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And, and, I put in new backsplash and we were like, good enough, right? Works
0: for us. About ninety percent of the jobs I see now usually have formica in it because that was the thing then, and oh, yeah. now they're dated and time to be redone. So that's the first thing to go.
3: Yeah, exactly. So, so it's it's awesome, you know. That again, kind of like we were talking about. We do outside stuff. We do inside stuff. We can handle the window. We can handle all this stuff. We can handle any level of a kitchen design of a rebuild of from countertops and backsplash all the way through adding onto the house, making it yep. bigger and completely making it all brand new and, and, you know, really, really work for you. Um, so let's get a little bit into like how we make that happen. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, once I go out there and I kind of talk to people and, and we visit about the possibilities and I'm looking at from that you know, construction end of uh, can we even put an addition? Right. Back? Can we even, you know, make this stuff happen? What's underneath it? Is it a basement? Is it a crawl space? Is it a concrete floor? Mm-hmm. And it's super difficult. You know, how do we get through their their thoughts and ideas? And is it feasible? But once we have that plan, you know, going into designing, can you kind of just describe that conceptual design process for a new kitchen remodel?
0: Yeah. So typically I start with a design interview with the client in their existing space. Um, for me, doing it in the existing space is is paramount. It's it's a it's a no-brainer. Um, we do a walkthrough and talk about what they love and what they hate about the space and what they need. And then I have a huge list of questions that I go through um, to get an idea of their level of priority and level of selections that they want to do. Um, some people, you know, they got to have that hammered copper sink and okay well that's quite of an investment i'm going to make sure i plan for that you know where can we rob peter to pay paul to to make up for that so you get what you want um and stay within the level that you want to be in price wise um and then after we go through we talk about the possibilities and what can happen um I put together. It puts together a good direction for me to take back to the office. So we have a team that does their existing conditions. They measure and photo the whole space. They put it in our three D drafting program, and then I get those existing conditions. And from there, I can go off of my notes from my interview and put together the design concepts for them, um, so that I make sure we're giving something that they want and they need. But also, then we got to talk about about money, right? So we want to. Yeah put it together with our estimating software and our estimating professionals. Um, these are people who've been in the field forever. They know it backwards and forwards, and we can put a price range associated to those designs I've created so we know, you know, where we're going and um, in terms of that because, you know, you want your cake and eat it too, but there's a marriage to that.
3: Yeah, no, and, and you know, that whole team we talk about all the time, like, you know, the, the way Scott Mosby has developed this company and what we do and how we do it. Really, I think his greatest success at doing this was picking the right people for the right places yep. and, and knowing that like, you know, I'm sure he probably looked at me and said, well, he's just broad enough <laughs> to, to get a lot of things out there yeah. and maybe not quite detailed enough, but looked at someone else and was like, okay, This guy's so super detailed, he'd make a great estimator
4: Mm -hmm. because he thinks
3: through every single detail. You know, so like in that first meeting, I'm a little broader spectrum. Mm -hmm. Is it even possible? What are the details of how that happens? We can figure that out, Mm -hmm. you know, through that process you just described. But then we've got the people to really not miss a nail or a screw or a board or anything to figure out you know, how we how we do it. So thinking of the projects as far as, you know, we were talking about labor shortages, labor cost increases, you know, everyone out there, I'm sure knows, you know, everything, appliances have got more expensive, like everything's got more expensive. What are some ways that, you know, you can kind of do that great kitchen remodel, but just save a few dollars, through that design and and what you're selecting and picking and everything.
0: Right, for sure. You know, it always surprises me how much different you can make a space look with a simple facelift. And I think the clients have the the same reaction, just like we were kind of hitting on before with just doing countertops, painting some walls, some new fixtures. Giving, you know, a facelift is a great way to save money, but to to get a new feel and feel like you've done something to the space. Yeah, Um, Digging a little deeper into that, you can also... Um, scale back with your full remodel in terms of your selection items. A lot of times selections drive can drive the cost. I mean, yeah. the dream of what we want in a custom kitchen. I mean, you could do a million things with cabinets. The amount of accessories you can put in there is just amazing. But that adds up. Every single accessory adds up. So really making a priority list to think about, okay, well, I bake a lot. I'm going to need that that tray storage for my baking sheets, But I don't cook a lot. Maybe I don't need that spice organizer. Maybe I can, you know, do something aftermarket that's, you know, goes in the drawer. So I mean, I think it's really thinking through the space and, you know, cabinets are important. I would definitely maintain that budget there for the type of cabinet, but there's other ways you can get about it. You know, maybe you don't need that extremely high end top level performance quartz countertop. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of different levels of selections, and it's just figuring out what your priorities are to figure out where we can go high and where we can go low to get you where you want to be overall.
3: Yeah, and I love the process of how we assist them. You know, you guys really walk them through and assist them with all of that, you know, making those selections and getting through Mm -hmm. it. And the process of talking about that, a little more upfront to, to figure this stuff out and, and working through it and getting, you know, to projects that are where people want them and right. what they're looking for, finding what we might call that happy medium.
0: Right. I mean, the dream is great. Everyone loves the dream, but you got to have that realistic side. Like, I'm the dream. My husband's the, the reality, realistic of like, are we sure? And I'm like, let's do it. So you, you got to have that marriage to, you know.
3: Yeah. And, and that happens so often. Like it I've does. got one right now that, you know, it, it went from like all this work through the whole area to like, OK, well, maybe we don't raise the floor in the sunken living room. We leave that hardwood alone mm-hmm. and and we don't do the four year tile and, and make it hardwood. And we, you know, so we do just the hardwood in the living room in the kitchen and, and, you know, tie it in. And we were going to move the stairs across the The whole house, now we're talking about maybe just sliding them like two feet to create some space that works and it's a little easier to get through and things like that. So we're kind of revamping that thought and design to getting to a more comfortable area of where they could be. And if you're not talking about those those costs and everything that goes with it through that whole process how do you ever know till you're pretty much there and trying to figure it out yeah in it (laughs) how do we get here (laughs) yeah exactly so hey we got another break coming on right now but we're going to get into so much more of this with laura right when we get back
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: You're listening to Ride at Home with Rich. And now, here's your host, Rich Horace. All right, guys, we are back, having a great time talking kitchens with uh, Laura Powderly, Mosby Designer Elite. Here, I'm telling you guys, she is like something special. <laughs> she You're can funny. really get through kitchens, all spaces for you. I love working with you. I love working with all our designers. Really, we've and, and I think part of the Mosby process in you know getting everybody to kind of act and react the same way. Um, in time, everybody's kind of really doing the same process. So mm-hmm. it ends up just kind of working. So it's yeah. easy to follow and all of that. But, you know, talking about the different things we can do in kitchens and everything, what kind of trends are out there? What Are you seeing anything for next year in kitchens?
0: A little bit, yeah. You know, it's the, the Midwest being that, you know, the center of the state. We always, it's always the joke. Designers always see everything go. We'll, That's happening in in L.A. and New York seven years from now. We'll see that. Right. That's the joke. But um, and kind of true in that you're seeing not as much white. I mean, white will always in kitchens be a thing. It's classic, Um, but we're seeing more warmer tones, more wood tones for sure. Um, Seeing a lot of floating shelves. And if you can afford in terms of storage and space, to not have wall cabinets and to do a feature wall with floating shelves or some cool stone. Yeah. That's really becoming a thing. If you have the space for it, um, big islands are always a thing. I think they will continue to be a thing, you know, by yeah. using a space for multi-use prep and seating and a lot of double islands, like two sets of islands. Like if you have the space for it, one for seating and one for extra storage, that's a huge thing. Um, a lot of the colors of the year we're seeing from like sharon williams it's all bright colors
3: so yeah
0: i see some of that come through for sure and again like i mentioned earlier custom hoods that's really starting to be the personality of uh, and the focal point of the space is is the hood so
3: yeah sure. i tell you one of the things that i've seen um, in the past few years that that more and more in kitchens is um, not even just on the island but the, the two different tone cabinets. Yes. You yep. know, the, the lowers, lowers being one walls, color and yep. the walls another or this and that. I mean, in, in our kitchen, we painted the Island a different color mm-hmm. and I absolutely love it. I think it's great, but I, I do, you know, it's surprising to me is, is the builder guy where I'm like, I've seen so many pieces of projects in the past mm-hmm. and went,
0: Hmm. <laughs> right. Why are
3: the cabinets two different colors? You know, like know, and, yes. and then you put it all in, and you're like, "Oh wow!" It's
0: funny you said that because I had awesome. one it was like walnut, which is you know a nice warm natural walnut wood on the bottom and white on the top. And I specifically remember someone being like, "Why would they do that?" And then afterwards, they're like, "I get it."
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah, from from building it and. You know, not, you know, now that I go through the design process with you guys, I get to see all that and I know it's going to look good. Right. But when I used to build it, you know, all this stuff would show up and I'd be like, green tile? Like, this yeah. tile's green, guys. Did, <laughs> Is
4: this that's right? That's what you picked. and They then deliver it, it right? <laughs> but it's
3: absolutely, you know, out of the box gorgeous,
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know, when it's done and everything. So, but looking at, you know, uh, remodeling and all of that and, and how we put this stuff together. Um in in thinking about clients out there that might, you know, be like, yeah, I think it's about time. Maybe we should look at, you know, redoing Mm -hmm. our kitchen and stuff. So as they're kind of hosting the holidays, living in their space, you know, doing things, what should they really be on the lookout for and think about so that they can bring that information to the table to help you out?
0: Right. I think the two biggest things that are helpful when planning specifically a kitchen space is how you use the space in terms of what kind of space you need and also storage so specifically in in st louis you know the way that some of the four score houses are made we're always trying to make them open concept or tear walls down but sometimes that's not an option we just have to deal with the existing space that we have. And so really knowing how you move about the kitchen or how you want to move about the kitchen is helpful in terms of how we're rearranging stuff. You know, if you need to seat four people um, at an island, but you want to have, you know, oh, two people over on this day and this, maybe you need an eight-person island. Think ahead of how you plan to host and entertain the space. And then I highly recommend making a list Of all the things you use regularly versus seasonally, because there's a lot of things we can do with creative storage about storing seasonal stuff up really high, or you know, if you have a lift-up mixer, we can hide that in a specific cabinet. So really knowing what you have, what you're going to keep, or maybe buy, is going to help us know what cabinets we have to use where and how to lay them out. So that's a good good thing to make a list of.
3: Yeah, no, I think definitely, and it's things that you know. Knowing a lot of those different things, that's kind of exactly what my client did where we're kind of backpedaling and seeing, like, what Mm -hmm. kind of design can we come up with, you know, and and get them comfortable and everything. And basically, one of her comments was, you know, we throw a couple of parties a year where we might literally have, you know, 40, 50 people. And we designed for that. And now we're thinking, well, we have a lot more gatherings that have like eight or 10. Right. What if we designed for that? And, yeah. you know, the big party's not as comfortable, but, you know, I got Can the kitchen that happen. works 90% yeah. of the time right. for those hosting events and things like that. And I think absolutely. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like you said, look at the grand thing, the you know, the dream, everything you ever wanted, and, and see the options from there. I think mm-hmm. it's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, looking at... Um, selections looking at figuring out what those parts and pieces really are um, I'm, I'm not in a lot of those meetings I've mm-hmm. been to a few uh, when there's something that that triggered my thought or my eye or I was like oh I want to learn about that but so when you're picking a kitchen you know how, walk us through how you do that what do you select first how do you help with that
0: yeah and, and it varies from from client to client. It's, it's so subject to, you know, if someone has something that is super important to them and they're yeah. like, you know, I have to have a crazy countertop with all this veining, like they have something in their mind and typically that's something I try to pull out of them when we're doing our interview or we're doing the design meeting before we do selections because that's probably where we want to start um, with that. But if there's nothing particular that the client is super set on that will affect the order in which we do selections, I typically start with plumbing. And then tile and countertops. And these are all very specific in terms of um, they can set the tone and the colors and the movement for the space. And from there, we move on to cabinetry. And then pending, you know, what the client is looking for in appliances, um, appliances and lighting and cabinet hardware can kind of move in anywhere. And so I think it just depends on what's most important to them. And then also geographically, I mean – The way that St. Louis is set up and where we go to look at, you know, the experts in plumbing and we go to look at the stone yard for countertops. I want to be most efficient with our time because I'm finding more and more of our clients, you know, they work full time jobs. They're not necessarily retired. So I got these three hours with them. How do I maximize our time and get it done, but get it done right. And so a lot of times it's the efficiency, too, of where the showrooms are located that we use as our experts.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and definitely, you know, I think, you know, going around to these different places and, and kind of like why Mosby has never built just a showroom, mm-hmm. you know, we're so focused and fixated on, you know, having the expert, getting the right advice and, and training well and doing all of that. So, you know, picking out an oven or a stovetop, out of five versions in a showroom, yes. the difference. People are like, well, why would you go somewhere? Why would you? Well, the difference between having that professional, like you were saying, I ask them questions, I figure out, you know, what they want. Yep, I'm, I'm figuring an idea out their goals. Where we're going, we do the same thing with the the appliances and everything else. We got that expert at that place to say, how do you cook? What are you doing? Right. You know, what are we trying to get into? And, and we're thinking through that to deliver really great things that I really. Have talked to people that haven't gotten that out of the showroom. Right. You know, and they they didn't get that full experience. I'll never forget an appliance guy. I was he was at a a kitchen with me and we were trying to solve an issue with the downdraft and he looked at her double oven and was like, Man, that he's like, that is the coolest double oven ever made. (laughs) He's like, Do you realize it has like cookbooks in it and it could do did they teach you about it? Did they, you know, it's all of this stuff. And and she said, oh, no, no one really ever said too much. And, and I don't really bake. <laughs> and, and he's, you know, and, and he's I could see the look in his face like, OK, well, why did you buy the best double oven For, ever? Yeah. If you don't bake, you know, yeah. there's lots of double ovens. Right. You know, <laughs> the, right. Right. The, 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 would, would have been a better price point and maybe helped you out. And nobody really thought through that. And they just sold you like the top of the line out of the showroom. Just
0: because they could, yeah. Just because
3: it's there. And you were like, okay.
0: And you really need someone that eats, sleeps, and breathes that product day in and day out to lead yes. you in the right direction.
3: Yeah, for all of them. Tile, for oh, everything. For everything. Yes. It, it is quite amazing, you know, how you, how you really need that. Um, mm-hmm. So real quick, we got about 30 seconds. I'm just wondering... What do you see people splurge on when they're picking out stuff for their kitchen? What's Ooh. the first thing they splurge?
0: Probably either appliance appliances, appliances probably yeah. yeah. or a higher level finish of cabinet. Yeah. The way that it goes through the factory and how they prep it for finish and how many dips and how many finishes it has, it's it speaks volumes you can really tell and but it's it's an investment.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh and and you know we could really probably do an entire episode on, on cabinets, 100%. cabinets and accessories and finishes and what are they and why is it better? And it's
0: very involved. <laughs>
3: yeah, it is definitely very involved, but you know, for everyone out there, if you're looking for something like this, you go through the holidays, hey, give Mosby a call 314-909-1800. Have me out, check out your kitchen, talk about what we could do for you. You can go online, callmosby.com and check us out there. Find out everything you need to know. We're Totally out of time. Laura had a great time. Me too. Thanks Thanks for for coming on. For everybody else, I will talk to you guys next week.
2: Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.